Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at mystory@newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I don't know that any of us realized how powerful this series was going to be, this summer playlist. We started out with Pastor Mike, the song Not Today, teaching us the importance of positioning ourselves in praise, not allowing the devil or the challenges of life to knock us off our stance of worship and of praise. And I'll tell you, if you've ever gone through anything, you know how powerful that is when even in the midst of all the fires of hell seem like they're coming against you and every devil has, has gotten your address. It seems like when you praise, when you worship God in that atmosphere, there's just something that happens that breaks everything. Amen. <laughs> and then the, then the following week, we continue with Pastor Matt. And the song for that weekend was There's Another in the Fire, reminding us that we are never alone. Not even in the hottest furnace. Jesus is there with us, protecting us, directing our steps. Amen? Amen. And then last weekend, we were so blessed by our very own worship leader, Raina Martinez, with Raise a Hallelujah. And that that heartbreaking, heart-wrenching story of that little toddler named Jackson who had contracted severe E. coli. And he was fading fast, and it looked like he wasn't going to make it. And the testimony of how God inspired uh, this song that brought healing to little Jackson's life. And a life lesson that we've been learning throughout this, this past month is that we have the ability in Christ to raise our voices in praise, to see the powers of darkness flee, to see sickness be healed, to see peace be restored. And even like the Israelites, when they, when they were marching around Jericho and lifted up their voices and shout, and those walls fell down, you and I have got that same power on the inside of us. Amen? And this weekend, we wrap up the series, one of my personal favorites, Waymaker. This song is just like... I think I fell in love with this song because there is something very powerful about when you're in the midst of the worst that you've ever gone through and you remind yourself, wait a second, I may not be able to see the way through this. I might not be able to figure this thing out, but there is one that's in heaven who's got the path already charted out. He's the one who makes the way where there seems to be no way. Amen. But there's something powerful when we start acknowledging who Jesus really is. And this song speaks about who he is above all natural circumstances. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who he is. Amen. Amen. It's important for us to see God as Isaiah the prophet saw God. It says that he saw him high and lifted up above and beyond all that I'm dealing with or you're dealing with here on the earth. He is high and lifted up. But it gets even better because in the New Testament, in the letter of the Ephesians, in chapter 1, Paul said, we are seated with him far above all principalities and powers. In other words, because I'm in Christ, I am seated in a place 
far above, high and lifted up beyond our problems, beyond the circumstance, beyond the attacks of the enemy, beyond that sickness and disease, beyond that poverty that's trying to overtake households. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Amen. You know, for too many years now, the majority of believers have gotten caught up in this what was me mindset. Our speech, our prayers, even most of the songs are all centered around our problems, my weaknesses, my, my baggage, my fears, my unresolved issues. We're going to turn that around. It's time for us to look beyond all those things. And as the scripture says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Even in the most impossible situation, the truth is that Jesus knows how to make a way where you can't figure out how to make that way. Isaiah 43, verse 1. But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. In fact, in King James, it says, it won't kindle upon you. It won't, it's not going to stun even a spark is going to touch you. Then down in verse 16, that same chapter, it says, Thus says the Lord, listen to this, who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinguished. They are quenched like a wick. And this refers to Pharaoh and his army when they all drowned in the Red Sea, when they tried to overtake the Israelites after he had released them from Egypt. Verse 18 says, do not remember the former things. Hmm. Do not remember. That's a command. Do not remember the former things. Don't preoccupy yourself right now in this season that you're in with thinking about what it was like, the old battles, the old struggles, the old attacks. He says, forget it. Amen. I'm doing a new thing, he says. Listen to me. Catch these words. Thus says the Lord, I'm doing a new thing. Amen. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? In other words, I'm doing it. It's up to you to catch a hold of it. And we need to catch that. I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. There's some of us gathered together here. And you're preoccupied preoccupied because of situations that are going on in your life. Maybe some of it's been chronic. It's just ongoing, ongoing, ongoing. It seems like there's no, there's no end to it. He's making a way. Listen, he's making a way. It's up to you to see it. It's up to you to get a hold of it. And sometimes we got to see things by faith before they come to pass, before they become evident. Because if you don't see it by faith, you'll never see it in the natural. He's the way maker. Jehoshaphat, when he was facing one of the largest armies that ever attacked God's people, assembled all of Judah and Jerusalem together to worship, to see how God was going to give them a way out. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12, the important principle here. Oh, our God, will you not judge them, their enemies, 
For we have no power against his great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. Look at this. Look at this. Say this with me. Ready? One, two, three. But our eyes are upon you. But our eyes are on you. Have you ever just prayed that way? God, I don't know how you're going to do this. I can't figure. This is like unscrambling scrambled eggs. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you can do it. Amen? Amen, because our eyes are on him, our eyes upon Jesus, the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper, the light in the darkness. That's who our God is. Miracle worker, Jesus, the miracle worker, started his ministry off at a wedding. They ran out of wine, which is bad news at a wedding. (laughs) You know the story. He supernaturally turned that water into wine. That was the beginning of of his ministry, the beginning of miracles. And he continued working miracles, feeding thousands with just a few fish and a few loaves of bread, calming storms, raising the dead, healing the lepers, opening up blind eyes. He did exactly what was prophesied he would do in the Old Testament. And the Old Testament is full of signs, full, full, of, full of signs that point to when you see this one that does this and that and the other thing, it's him. It's him. Welcome him. Isaiah 35, verse 4. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong and do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. In other words, God's payment, God's supply. He will come and save you. Look at verse 5. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb will sing. And the waters shall burst forth in the wilderness and the streams in the desert. And Isaiah said, when you see that one show up that does these things, it's him. It's him. It's the way maker. It's the miracle worker. It's the promise keeper. It's the light in the darkness. It's him. It's him. He makes a way. And he ended his ministry on earth with even a greater miracle, his own resurrection from the dead. The apostle John wrote in John 21, verse 25. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, he said, I suppose that even the world itself cannot contain all the books that would be written. Amen. So let me ask you this question. What problem can you possibly be facing today that he is not capable of just marching right in and stomping on that thing? What possible thing could you be facing that he's not capable of taking care of it if you will let him? He's a promise keeper. In Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 10, God describes the whole process this way. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. God says it shall not return to me void, It's going to accomplish what I please. It shall prosper in the thing which I sent. In other words, if I spoke it from heaven, it's coming to earth. It's going to bring to pass what it's supposed to on earth. It is not going to come back to heaven empty. Nothing that you pray. Anytime you have spoken God's word, anytime you have reminded him of his promise, it never comes back empty. Never. Turn to somebody say, never. God has promised that he gives his word and it's going to be accomplished. Remember this story. Jesus, Jesus stood with Martha and Mary in front of the tomb that held their brother Lazarus, the one that Jesus loved. 
his friend. His heart was broken, knowing what Lazarus was experiencing in death. He knew what Lazarus was going. He knew what Lazarus was experiencing. He shared in the pain of the loss with Lazarus' sisters. We're talking about promise keeper. John eleven thirty nine. 39, Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, said to Jesus, Lord, by this time there's a stench for he's been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, here's the promise keeper. Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see what? The glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried in a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to him, loose him and let him go. He said, didn't I tell you, didn't I tell you if you'd only believe, you'd see the glory of God? I'm, I'm, I'm speaking that to you right now. Did he not tell us that if we would believe him, we would see the glory? Come on. He said, if you believe me, you'll see the glory of God. Think about this. Jesus himself is God the Father keeping his promise to us. Jesus himself in the flesh, Jesus coming to this earth, was God's promise to us. You remember what happened in the garden? He told Adam and Eve that one day he would send a deliverer. He would send a Messiah, a Savior, to redeem us from sin. And in that redemption, he would suffer death in defeating Satan, but he would rise again. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 says this, For all the promises of God in him, in Jesus, are what? Yes. yes. And in him, what? Amen. Amen. To the glory of God through us. The way maker. The miracle worker. The promise keeper. The light in the darkness. My God. That's who he is. Turn to somebody and say it with me. Turn to somebody and say it with me. Waymaker. Way maker. Miracle worker. Promise keeper. Light in the darkness. My God. That's who he is. Amen. No matter what you may be facing, you can take courage and be sure that there's a promise from God that will cover whatever that thing is that you're going through right now. Pastor, you can't even imagine what I'm going through. No, maybe I don't. Maybe I can't. But the Holy Ghost does. And he made sure that there'd be a promise for you. How's that possible? Because the Bible tells us that God knows the end from the beginning. Before you were conceived, before this universe was created, he knew everything you were going to face. And so he made sure beforehand he put a promise there so that when you came along in 2019, that promise would be there for you. You wouldn't feel like you're going through it alone. You wouldn't be standing in the darkness going, where is God? His promise is there for you. He said, if you, didn't I say, he said, if you would believe that you would see what? The glory of God. The way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper, the light in the darkness. Darkness. 
We don't like it. We don't get used to whatever. It's not natural for us. We're children of light. That woman that was caught in the act of adultery must have seen herself in a very dark place that day. We have no idea what made her what made her commit this act. We have no idea. Listen, I'm not endorsing. I'm not excusing. But you see, what we don't understand in our Western mindset is this: that woman put her life on the line to commit adultery. In committing adultery, it wasn't like today people brag about it. Back then, she knew that if she was caught legally, the law calls for her death by stoning. So let me ask you, I'm not excusing, but let me tell you something. How dark was this woman's life that she had to resort to this kind of an act to maybe try to find some love, to maybe try to find some affection? How, what kind of darkness was she in? What kind of heaviness was on her that she was taking her very life in her hands? And imagine the nightmare. And we don't know the scenario, but we can kind of imagine what happened. She's alone with somebody, and all of a sudden the doors burst open, and here comes the religious police. Drag her out of this bed. Drag her through the streets, probably naked. At the most, maybe wrapped in a sheet. Darkness, darkness. They throw her on the ground at Jesus' feet. She has no hope. Darkness, man. The shame and the guilt must have closed in on her like a cloud. She's waiting for death, and suddenly the words come, where are your accusers? Where are your accusers? And he says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. But watch this now. We stop at that verse. But Jesus continued speaking. In verse 12, Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me should not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. In the darkness of sin, he's the light. In the darkness of guilt and condemnation, he's the light. What dark sin? I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. Don't raise your hand. Don't flinch. What dark sin have you been involved in? What darkness have you invited into your life? You say, there's no way out of this, Pastor. The bondage that I've involved myself in is just too strong. It may seem that way right now. But he's the way maker. He's the light in the darkness. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? And some of them answered, you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. In other words, somebody's come back from the dead. Then he turned and he said to the disciples, and who do you say I am? And they stood there baffled. Then Simon Peter, the least likely one, Simon Peter, the bumbler, Simon Peter, the one's always putting his foot in his mouth. Simon Peter opens his mouth by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And he says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. That statement changed Peter's life. 
He found out that day who Jesus really was. I'm asking you this question. Who do you say he is? Who is he to you? The answer to that question is going to determine heaven or hell. The answer to that question, who is he to you? What do you call him? It's going to be the difference between life and death. The difference between poverty and provision. The difference between peace or turmoil. The difference between sickness or health. Who do you say that he is? Are you still trying to make your own way? Are you still trying to get to heaven on your own? Are you, still, are you trying to make your way, your path? Well, you know, if I do this and I do that, and if I, if I say this many prayers, and maybe if I give this much money to the poor, maybe if I light more candles, maybe if I pray more rosaries, I'll get there. No. There's only one way. He's the way. He's the way. He's the way that truly went to the path that was impossible for us. You can't earn it. You can't bust in on it. You can't barge in on it. You can't, it's him. He's the way maker. It's the only way. It's the only way. It's an impossible task. Way maker. Miracle worker. Promise keeper. Light in the darkness. My God. That's who he is. Always remember, he goes before us. He knows the end from the beginning. And like we, like we sang, you never stop working. He never stops working. He never, he's right now, he is perfecting those things that concern you according to the promise that he made in his word. Right now, he's working on that marriage. Right now, he's working on, on that, that health situation. Right now, he's working on that financial situation. Right now, he's working on whatever that thing that's tormenting your mind that's keeping you up at night. He's working on it right now. Right now. He is perfecting those things. Let him make a way. Throw all that garbage that you're facing right now. Let him do it. Let him do it. Can't do it unless you let him. Let him do it. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Lord, revealing yourself to us as the one who makes the way that seems impossible. Father, you've revealed Jesus to us as the miracle worker, doing the impossible. Lord, you sent him to earth so that we would remember the promises that you made to us all the way from Genesis straight through to the book of Revelation. Every promise in him, in Christ, you've already said amen to. And Father, he has proven to us in the very darkest times of our lives to be our light in the darkness. And that's who he is. And we are privileged to proclaim all that he is, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now listen, this is what we're going to do. The worship team's up here. I want everybody to stand up. We're not in a hurry tonight. I know there's some people 
You're here tonight, and you're right in the middle of it. You're right in the middle of it. The attacks seem like they're never stopping. You're right in the middle of a challenge. Some of you have been in it and been in it and been in it, and it seems like it's never changing. There's others, you found out something this week that you thought was going to knock you out altogether. And I'm telling you right now, who do you say he is? Listen to me. Moses stood in front of a bush that was burning but not consumed. And in the conversation, he said to Moses, if I go and do what you tell me to do to go back to Egypt, what if they ask me who sent me? What shall I say? And man, the words that just thundered must have split the whole universe that moment. He said, tell them I am, that I am has sent you. Now we go, is that a trick question, a trick? No, here's what he was saying. I will be whatever you need me to be whenever you need me. The all-sufficient one. Now, you're in it. You need an answer. You need, you need a way where there seems to be no way. Get out of your seats. Come up here. We're going to worship him. We're going to, you're going to declare with your mouth, I'm going to declare with my mouth, who he is. The way maker. The miracle worker. The promise keeper. The light in the darkness. Come on, get out of your seat. And get up here. Stop. 
Thanks for listening to this message. We pray that you're blessed and lifted up by God's word. If this message helped you today, please consider supporting New Beginnings financially. You can just go to newbeginningsnj.org and click the giving tab. We hope to see you soon.